podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your hosts, Damien Warren and... Toby Harris. Toby, 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 Toby. <laughs> Toby, Toby, Toby. I was going to say I've really enjoyed the rugby over the weekend, but I haven't. I've enjoyed the I NFL over the weekend. I really enjoyed the rugby because I haven't watched any. Not that I watch it <laughs> there anyway. There has been no rugby. There has been obviously one or two games going on, but nothing that we're going to talk about today because the big games... The Super Rugby, not the Super Rugby, but the Curry Cup didn't take place, the week off. And then good old COVID, the new variants got in there. It's got underneath doors, it's got into wallets, and it stopped rugby. Because the Heineken Cup, the French teams have said they're not happy for the English teams to come across and play them. So, Nil done and dusted. Neil Poir rugby. But don't worry. I'm not worrying. The French have said, don't worry, we're going to still have the Six Nations. So it's not safe. When does that start? Well, it's supposed to start in a few weeks' time. Is it? It's supposed to start in a few weeks' Brilliant. time. I can't wait to watch loads of really good international rugby. Yes. Be great. But anyway, before we get into breaking news. <laughs> that was a news, joke, by the way. Yeah, mate. Well, no, the French are good. Yeah, French are good. French are good. Yeah, I like the French. Exactly. Do I like other countries? Perhaps not. Yes, I, like, I don't do. mind Ireland. I like, I like the Welsh. I like the Scots. I like Ireland. Do you like Italy? I like the French. Italy. Do they fantastic. play rugby? They're, oh, that's it. Oh, that's it. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and who else is there? But anyway. Um, but before we get into breaking news, we must very, very quickly plug ourselves. If you'd like to get hold of us, look at the description below. Send us an email. Thank us if you enjoy what we do. Sit, like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Yes. But here yes. we go. It's time for... Oh, is it breaking news? Oh, sorry. The breaking news. Do you want me to go for... Did I kill everything? Ah, bugger it. Doesn't matter anyway. So, uh, my <laughs> my breaking news. Now, this is actually quite big, isn't it? Well, I don't know. You haven't mentioned it yet. <laughs> you can read it, man. It's on your screen. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Rene Ranger was approached uh, by the Crusaders... And he is um, he is he is signed for them for uh, cover at the moment. It's sort of injury cover because who's injured? Um, George, George Bridge. Bridge and Messiah. Yeah, Meta Ali. Oh yeah, there you go. And also, was there a third one? Yeah, I think he's out all season long, but it is outside back Braden Inor. So he's out all season long, but yeah, he's, he's still in the squad. Still in the yeah, squad. Yeah, very weird, isn't it? Very. He, he Why name him? He made the All Black squad. Yes. Got injured in the North versus South game. Oh, did he? And apparently will be injured for almost all of the season. Right, but so almost might get in just the back end in the final again, maybe. Do you reckon? Well, there won't be a final. Yeah, there is. Not for the Crusaders. Oh. So, Rene Ranger, 34 years old, um, Northland player through and through, played for the Blues. Yeah, a bit of a cult hero, really. 67 times. So, he's he's pulled a bit of a Dan Carter. He is. I mean... um, Or the Crusaders have just poached him. Well, I don't think anyone... Yeah, I don't think anyone else... Approached him. Just Scott Hansen. Scott Robinson, do you mean? No, I mean Scott Hansen. Oh, yes, Scott Hansen, the, the coach. The assistant coach. The assistant coach, yeah. Who is Steve Hansen's son? Brother or oh, cousin? Brother. Why cousin. Did I say son. Because brother? the daughter. <laughs> the Hansons are basically yeah. Christchurch royalty. <laughs> I was coached by their, his brother. Yeah. Cool story. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So, Rene Ranger, great signing. Great I signing, really yeah. like him. Good tackler. Great runner of the ball. I think he'll offer a lot off the pitch. And and you look at that um, Crusaders team. There's not much on it. So you know they need they need all the help they can get. Is he a bit too old? Do you think potentially for an you know an outside back? An outside back. Yeah. yeah. 
but I think what he'll offer is a lot of experience off the pitch. Yeah, he might not start a lot of games. A lot of those youngsters will learn a lot from him. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think you're right, though. If he was a midfield, I mean, he has played in the midfield a little bit. He has done, yes. But I wouldn't say he's a midfielder. No. But, you know, if he was maybe 12 or... In 10, forwards, 12 or in the forwards, yeah. Then you can go on for years and years, but it's pretty difficult at 11, 14 and 15 to keep your pace up, isn't it? Yes, that's right, yeah. May I've, I've got an interesting one here. Yep. Is he Falau? Is he Falau? Yeah. We God, thought the a, days of him playing rugby were over. What a guy. I mean, not what a guy, but what a, what player, a player. What a rugby player. Not what a guy. No, what a guy. No way. But, but what player. a player. Yeah. Yes, well. Um, We've heard, well, it's like we've heard. We've uh, we've researched and we've found out that there are a few little French clubs sniffing around. Obviously, he's currently playing rugby league in France for the Dragons, and he's obviously done quite well before COVID hit. And Racing 92, Toulon, Bayonne, and Montpellier have all shown a little bit of an interest in him. Now, Russing have come out and said, no, we haven't, we don't want him. But I think that's from the backlash of people kicking up a fuss. Yeah, which you can understand. Do you think there will be a time where you could see him playing rugby again? Yes. How old is he? Does it say in this article? He'll be 30, He'll be 33. Do you reckon 33? Maybe not. You look it up. I'm just going to do a quick little... You keep talking, bud. You do what you do best. He's got a few years left in him. He's he's not like Sonny Bill. You know, Sonny Bill probably played on maybe one or two years in and his his kind of power was waning. But Izzy Flower, I has got got another three or four years left in the tank. Do you reckon that, that long? Well, depends on what you what you say next, mate. <laughs> How old he is, but I would like to see him playing again. I don't mean from the point of view of him as a person He's playing. Thirty one, thirty one. But I I would like to see him playing again. You know, he was a he, he was, was a, a fantastic player. player. It was just a shame about Harold. Harrow ended really. Yeah, well, he's just a bit silly, no, wasn't but, he? No, but, you know, I know. You can't defend him. I'm not defending him, but what I am saying is, you know, rugby is a sport for everyone, and everyone has to feel welcome. And I think that was that was the problem, is that he singled out uh, a number Well, of, you think about what happened to Matera and a couple of the Argentinians back yeah. When they were 18, back when they were teenagers, it blew back up. That's right. You know, this is only a few years ago. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You're right. They're, it's going to take a brave club to do it, but... Very brave club. The Frenchies, maybe not brave, maybe crazy, and there's a few crazy sort of club owners out there. Time will tell. He won't ever play for Australia again. No. He won't ever play in Australia again. No. But... I, I could see them playing in France. Time Do you reckon tell. if he came out and he apologised and he said, you know, I, I got it wrong? I still don't think people, people won't go, oh, yeah, no. Hey, Izzy, it's fine, mate. Don't worry about it. They won't do that. Because if if he sincerely thought that he should apologise or people, he would have done it years ago. He would have done it by now, wouldn't yeah. he? You don't wait... Years and years and years. Although Matera, did he apologise straight yes. away? Well, he apologised when he was found out. Yes. And but is he dag? Is he dag? Is he Falau was found out straight away? So you'd think he'd go. Well, is he Falau put it on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, it was silly. <laughs> I mean, he put it on Twitter knowing the reaction that yeah. he was going to get. Yeah. So, um, my one, my next one. Yeah, your next one. <laughs> um, we will do anything to play them. Now, this is uh, mm. Razzy, uh, Razzler the Dazzler. No, it's not Razzler the Dazzler. Um, <laughs> Razzy Rasmus. Mate. Razzy Rasmus, yes. 
Just you just need to calm down. Oh, you know, you're all you, you know. Every week, every week we talk. Here about, we go. Here you we talks go. too long. You talks for too long. You know, every week you say that, but yeah. actually we all know who drags it out. Oh wow! <laughs> it's because I can't speak properly. <laughs> no, um, it's come from Razzy Rasmus, and he's talking about the British Lions. Yeah, they they're desperate, aren't they? They are desperate. Are they desperate for money? Potentially. But they're desperate to play. Uh, and they, they'll they do anything, really, for it. Will they come to England and play them in we'll, England? We'll discuss that later on, won't we? But do you think they would? I think they would. Oh, we are going to go... This yeah. is a new segment, everyone. We're going to try at the end. We're going to go discuss We're gonna this. We're going to have a fight. Well, yeah, kind <laughs> of. Um, yeah, well, you know, it's tough, isn't it? I think they're desperate because it's not just because of the money. I really don't think it's just because of the money. I think Razzy needs to needs them to play because he's thinking about World Cup. This is going to be a crucial part of their development. They haven't played any international rugby for a long time. No, this is sort of this has knocked their schedule out. If they don't play the Lions, they're not going to play nearly <coughs> as much Test match rugby as they would have liked. And they're going to go into next year, which is only a year out from the World Cup, pretty cold. So I, I think they're desperate for the rugby as well as the money. What will be interesting is I'm not sure the British Lions are desperate to play them. It's a big risk. You're risking a lot of people's health if you do go. Well, yeah, I mean, I think people are really worried about the South African strain. Yeah. That's vaccine sort of proof isn't it you know and England's isn't we don't know that we yet. don't know that one yet. anyway your next one bud yeah Andy Ellis yeah what a guy he played for a great team who did he play for mate New Zealand he did and who else did he play for I think that's it they played for the Crusaders oh god I think I was just sick in my <laughs> mouth a little bit there but he he's gone off he's gone to Japan he's played over there he's about 52 years old and he's off to the MLR. Yeah. And we have started to see a number of big names going there. Chris Robshaw, another one. Chris Robshaw, yeah. And who else? You've 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 written down others, haven't you? I've just written down Chris Robshaw. But the Frenchie, <laughs> Bastro. Bastro, yeah. Maha Nonu was Maha there. Maha Nonu, the great Maha Nonu. <laughs> who? Maha. 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 <laughs> now, we had a little bit, didn't we? <clears throat> Did we? We were watching a little bit of MLR. Yes, we were. Highlights. And it was like... And we were thinking, we like, could play this. No, nah, we didn't. <laughs> you thought you could play it. I looked at like, and thought, there's some big boys oh, out there. <laughs> Matt Anonu was just a wizard, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. It was like an adult playing against primary school kids. Oh, I uh, don't wasn't think that we, bad. Know. He just was class. He is class. Yeah. But we made a bet. I said Did that we? if the Pacific Islands team, Mana Pacifica, is that right? Moana. Moana Pacifica. Yeah. Pacifica? Pacifica. Pacifica. If, they, Pacifica. Come, if they come in yeah. to Super Rugby next year, yeah. he will come back and play for them. Mana no. Yeah, and you went, no. Oh, has he? No, oh, I'm just well, well, Why are you bringing it up then? I'm just saying. Why are you bringing it up? We're talking about the God, MLR. Village, village. We're talking about how high-profile players are going there. There's also another couple of English, um, I can't remember their names, fullback. Um, Foden, he plays over there. Uh, I think there's the, they're getting more and more, aren't they? But the only problem is it tends to be not at the end of their career. It's actually kind of like past their end of their career. So you look at someone like Andy Ellis. He left New Zealand. He still was playing great. He's gone to Japan. Yeah. He still plays great. And then he's like, how can I make some extra cash? Yeah, but I'll I'm go about to the to, MLR. I'm about to tell you something that will sort of disrupt that thought. Okay. Yeah. Go on. So, uh, so anyway, Andy Ellis <coughs> going off to MLR. Yeah. I will look forward to watching him. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Over to you, big fella. So my next segment is about money. Yeah. So I've got a few figures here. 
So I've got Scotland, Wales, England, and Ireland, their top three um, earners. money earners. Yeah. So Scotland, Finn Russell, Stuart Hogg, and Johnny Gray. How much are they on, mate? So Finn Russell's on just over £800,000. For Russing, yeah? Yeah. So that's not including their Scottish money? No. No. National team money. So you'd imagine it'd be, what, 800, so he's on 835000 Yeah. So with playing for Scotland, he'll be on about 836000 <laughs> <laughs> Stuart Hogg is five five hundred and fifty At Exeter, yep. And Johnny Gray at Exeter is also on four hundred and fifty. Exeter have pushed out the boat there, haven't they? I I have a feeling that this is included a national team. I think the national team funds are included in this. Okay. Um and then Wales, Dan Bigger, uh Jonathan Davis and Alan Wynne Jones. Yep. Um just to, just for those that really are a rugby Six hundred thousand, five hundred and fifty, five hundred thousand. It's all about the money, mate. It's all about the money. Uh, Mario Toje, Owen Farrell, Henry Slade. I'm now, surprised that was by a surprising that, eh? find. So Toje's getting eight hundred thousand. Seven fifty for Owen, and then five fifty for Henry Slade. I'm surprised by Henry Slade. That's a lot of money for Henry Slade. It's a yes, a lot of money. I know. I know. And then Ireland, uh, Connor Murray on five six five, uh, Johnny Sexton on five three six, and Tag Furlong is on five thirty. So they're actually reasonably grouped, aren't they? I think basically, if you play in Ireland, you do get paid. Kind of, you this tiers. Yeah. So I'm surprised Johnny Sexton's not above Connor Murray. I guess he plays for Munster, though. So then I saw that story, and I then did you look about... At, did you look at our pay, our monthly pay, and go, oh, we're on nothing. 550 pounds. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so then I looked, I, I did a bit more digging. You and actually I'm did sure, some more. <laughs> and I'm sure can, someone's going to go, say? Toby, that's completely <laughs> wrong. Yeah, well, you can... Can I just say, we're not filming tonight's uh, episode, which is a real shame, because Toby's actually used his computer, and he's he's brought out some post-it notes as well. Right. Why are you bullying me? No, I'm just impressed. Why are you bullying me? (laughs) I've never seen this before. I can smell something, and it smells like a bad attitude. attitude. Yeah, you need to sort yourself out, You need to fix it. (laughs) Go on, why are you going? You need to fix it. So... um, <clears throat> then I looked at sort of the average uh, pay packet uh, going for like, like, you know, different countries. Yeah. Uh, so I then looked at England and I was like, well, England must be quite high because if you look at the top three, they're. <laughs> but the average in the Premiership is seventy thousand pounds. It's amazing, isn't it? Seventy thousand pounds for the average. Because I know if you're a third choice scrum half, you basically have to pay them to play. Yeah, pretty much. But then you've got, you know, £800,000. Uh, then I looked at France. Can I Can I guess? Yes, you is can. It, is it 100000 It is 212000 <laughs> Really? Yep. 212000 Wow. And that is the um, average wage. Wow. Yes. Uh, then, oui, oui, bonjour. Then in uh, Japan. Oh, yeah. go on. 140 to 1 million pounds. So it didn't give me an average, it just gave me a range. It's a huge range. That is but a huge range. But you're thinking about uh, Bowdoin Barrett. You were looking at Daniel Carter. They were in a, around about a million, weren't they? Apparently, though, Matt Gitto, in an interview. 1.4 or something? He said it's all absolute rubbish. Oh, really? They, they, he wasn't getting anywhere near what oh. they were, what oh, they were really? reporting. Yeah. Okay. He Cheers, was getting bud. a lot more. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, was, he was saying, you know, some of the figures that are banned around were just ridiculous. But he might have just been trying to hide the fact yeah. that he's getting paid a lot of money. Mm. Uh, then Africa. So South Africa. Yeah. 167 pounds. 
thousand pounds, not pounds. That's still pretty good, isn't it? It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And then I looked at America. Oh, then I looked at America. This is the MLR. This is the MLR. Yeah. So, um, they get between ten thousand dollars and twenty five thousand dollars. Yes, but obviously now that's now the, now the imports yeah. get forty thousand dollars plus add-ons, right? So they must get a base salary of forty grand, of forty grand, and then accommodation, food, all the bells and whistles to make it worthwhile. It's amazing, isn't it? Because I would have thought they'd be on. A lot more than no, that. but you're thinking about the, the the professionals that are coming in. They're on the way out, aren't they? No, but not always. Bastro, he went over there. He played a season. He played in the in the Fords. Yeah, I know, but he's still now playing in the Fords. <laughs> he's he's made it. He's changed. But but, 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 but you can't tell me that mm, Nonu <laughs> Nonu has gone over there for forty thousand. There's no There'll chance. There'll be add-ons. There'll be loads I of know, add-ons. I know, but there must be like 40,000 and 200,000 add-on. But we'll, we'll, I'll, um, yeah. I'll get back to it. So then I looked at the Mitre 10 Cup. A fiver. So you're looking at $18,000 to $55,000. So that's 9K to 29K. And actually, for the Mitre 10 Cup, which is a short season, yeah. isn't bad. That's isn't all right. bad, is it? That's all right. And then Super Rugby didn't give me a figure. No. But the highest paid, and I've put his initials here, but I've forgotten, Michael Hooper, <laughs> was getting £572,000. Yes. He was the highest paid Super Rugby player. Okay. That makes perfect. Can I just say, really, really good research. I haven't finished yet. Oh, you haven't No, finished. I haven't finished yet. I haven't finished yet. And then I went to salary caps. Love this. So I was thinking about the salary caps, and I was wondering, well, England must be reasonably okay. France must be high. Japan must be high. No caps in France, is there? No caps in... Well, just listen. So I've gone for top six. Okay. Okay, so Super Rugby is sixth. Yeah. With £3.2 million as a salary cap per club. Yep. And then I went Pro 14, Scottish teams. Okay. They're getting £4.2 million. Is their salary cap okay? Same competition, but Welsh, five million pounds. Uh, the Premiership in England, five million pounds. Pro fourteen in Ireland is six point six. <clears throat> then the French top fourteen is ten million, so three point four million pounds higher than second. And then I went to America. Their salary cap is £500,000. That is their salary cap. Not including the add-ons. Not including the add-ons, and we don't know what the add-ons are. If yeah. someone knows, please enlighten us, but that is Some not, very, not very as much as, yes. you know, and as it grows, it'll I'm sure it'll become more and more and more. That's my findings. Now, I'm sorry to blabber on, and I'm sure you're sick of my voice. So please, Damien, talk. <laughs> no, I think that was absolutely amazing. In fact, if there was a group of school children here, I'd say, give Mr. Harris a round of applause. <laughs> I've got a great story. I like this. We've already spoken about it a little bit. It is the return of the journeyman. Julian Savia is coming back for Hurricanes. Good on him. What a player. We've got uh, Rene Ranger coming back for the Crusades. We saw Dan Carter doing the same thing for the Blues. And we've got Liam Squire back. Fantastic. He was injured, wasn't he? He, Well, he went to Japan. He has had a couple of operations. But we've also got Milner Scudder back. Now, I know he came back last year, but he hopefully will play this year. He was class. So it's just so good seeing some of these absolute legends of world rugby coming back. The only other one that I'd like to mention, there's a couple of really quite high high profile change. Well, high profile, but interesting changes for the New Zealand um, Super Rugby teams. It's Chase Tears 
swapped over to the Chiefs. Where was he? He was at the um, Hurricanes, he was wasn't he? Hurricanes, Good yeah. player. He played well, didn't he, actually? Yeah, he might make a little home for himself yeah. there at the Chiefs. Although, they've got a pretty decent, uh, you know, outside backs anyway. So, it'd be interesting. But it's just great to see them. And I think, you know, hopefully we'll see more of this. And we might see a bit more of this coming in the Australian conference as well. So you- but we're having players from the NRL um coming across yeah. for Australia and we're going to talk about that a little bit more next week. Excellent. My last story, do you have, do you have another story mate? No. I don't think you do. No, Cuz your don't. story was so good. It was a bit just a bit long, wasn't it? No, not at all. Oh. Clive Woodward. Oh, here we go. Yeah, now I like this one. Was an absolutely <laughs> rubbish coach, says <laughs> one of his former London Irish players. Ooh, early days though, wasn't it? When when was this? Well, to be fair to Clive Clive, this Sir was, this Clive. was, this was, this was yeah, sorry, how? Sir, how? Sir, Sir how? Clive. Money. Um, World Cup, he won the World Cup. He won the World Cup. Village. Anyway, we, I've never been a fan of Clive. No. If you've listened to this podcast, you may have picked it up in the past. Never. <laughs> and I quite enjoyed this story and uh, what it did say. And actually, I can fully understand it, which is one of his former uh, London Irish players, um, Niall Woods, who played for Ireland on the wing, said that he was a very good motivator and a good organiser, but he didn't really have a lot of a technical understanding of the game. Was he a player himself? He was a player. He's a decent player. I think he played, you know, on the fringes for England. Oh, he yeah. definitely played for England. But what is interesting is, for me, is when he won the World Cup, he really desperately wanted to go and coach the Lions. Yeah. He took them to New Zealand, and New Zealand took them apart. No, uh, Daniel Carter took them apart. Oh, Tana Umanga took them apart too. New Zealand took them apart, but Dan Carter definitely took them apart. Game but two. my point is this. Sorry, yeah. I never really thought he was that good a coach. Um, when you listen to a lot of interviews with players, it's quite evident. You look at that. 2003 English team they had a lot of good leaders in that side and what Clive was I give him a lot of credit for he was a good facilitator and actually he was a little bit before himself you know as a head coach yeah you don't or you shouldn't coach you should you should facilitate coaching taking place and that's what he did quite well so probably for London Irish you know, when actually in that environment, yeah. as a head coach, you've got to you've got to be the coach. You've, yeah. Uh, but he took England to a to a more professional level. He got in good coaches around him, and he you know let them get on with it. But you know, it was nice to read. He was zoom, zoom in on a picture of him. He's not even looking, mate. He's not even looking. What is he doing? Who's in the background? Yeah. What, what New Zealand fella, eh? Yeah, John Mitchell. John Mitchell. Was yeah. it John Mitchell? Yeah, John Mitchell. Why is he there? He's aged well. Well, he doesn't look any different, does he? No, that's why he's what I mean. back doing the same job. He he was Ford's coach for him way back. Didn't know that. Yeah. Was he New All Blacks coach for a bit? He was. It was a terrible, terrible run. Dis- <laughs> terrible. It's decision. not not a good part of the New Zealand. Um, <laughs> Remember, I mean, he's a, he's obviously a very very good coach, John Mitchell, but he just didn't suit coaching the All Blacks. No, mate, let's go over the results from the weekend. Saracens lost. <laughs> Saracens lost in the championship. Well, it wasn't. It's it's a special little competition between Saracens, Ealing, and Doncaster. Oh. It's the only game that went on. And so the Ealing, try was a tournament. Sorry? <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> so Ealing won 27-26. Yep. It Did just any showed, English players Yes, play? six, six internationals were playing. Did they? But it, to be fair to Saracens, it wow. wasn't their best side. Doesn't matter. It still was a good side. Ealing are a good team, by all accounts. I haven't seen them play. But Premiership Rugby have just come out and they've just said, we are going to ring fence the... Premiership, which means there will no longer be promotion and relegation. And 
I so just how do teams... I, I just think this is ridiculous. Yeah. So teams can't progress. Teams can't progress. The top of... If you're Ealing, the top that you can go to is the championship. So Saracens will not be in the premiership ever again. No. So basically what's going to happen is the new premiership is going to have Saracens in it. And but that's it, not fair. I, I know. Well, it should be whoever wins this yes, year's I agree. But I don't think this year's championships is actually going to take place. Because okay, of well, then knock it on to next year. Yeah. That's so unfair. That's so unfair. But, I, you know, it's, it's yet another crazy thing because the only times that I genuinely feel that uh, ring fencing works is Super Rugby works because you've got the Crusaders, you've got the Hurricanes, you've got all these... And, Mate, Poverty and, Bay could get into it. Yeah, but what I mean is, is Poverty Bay have their link as the Chiefs, isn't it? No. Their team is the Chiefs, isn't it? Village. How dare you? Well, who is it? It's the Hurricanes. Oh, sorry, the Hurricanes. So their link is the Hurricanes. That's yes. their team that represents them. Like Buller, their team is the Crusaders. Yuck. Do you like that? It's yuck. You know, in Vicargo, it's... The Highlanders. Yes. So that works because every area... A region. Every got region. Regions. Yes. That works. The same kind of thing happens with the Aussie conference. It's a little bit different, but you've got the Queensland, you've got the New South Wales, yeah. you've got the you know Canberra and the Western Force. It just kind of works. But just imagine if, you're, if you were... Let's say this decision happened... 20 years ago, then Exeter would never have made it into no. the, you know, you're basically stunting. They wouldn't have won the European Cup. Absolutely. So I just think it's ridiculous. And if you're going to ring fence a competition, it can't last for as long as, as this competition lasts because, no. you know, at the back end of the season, if you're not, if you can't win the competition, you just basically down tools and send out, you know, a village team to protect your players. It's just such a ridiculous thing to do. That's the English for you. But that was the only game that we spotted uh, What caught weekend. your eye, bud? i tell you what caught my eye. NFL concussion protocol. So I was watching the NFL. Okay. And uh, I was watching the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And they're, Were they playing the Browns? They were playing the Browns. They were playing the Browns, I think, yeah. They were, yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, their yeah. quarterback, yeah, took a really, like, really, like, you'd never think he would would have got concussed right. from the was tackle. just a bit awkward? He, yeah, a bit awkward. And then he got up and almost fell over. Right. And it was really interesting because he went off the field okay. and did the concussion protocol. Where do you think they've got their concussion protocols from? Rugby. Blatantly rugby, yeah. Really? So basically, NFL has pretty much, by all did the he, research that I've did done... Did he have to go under the stadium, or did they pop up a tent? So he went in the tent. Yeah, that's cool, eh? Uh, the went in the tent. That's the team doctor. Yeah. So the team doctor's trying to hide it, you know? <laughs> team doctor's like, ooh, everything's okay. Everything's okay. And then he gets called. He gets the call from the, you know, the... The other doctor. Right, the main game the, doctor. The game or... doctor, the impartial doctor. Right. Who calls him off the pitch and says, you've got to come and see me. Yeah. And he fails the concussion okay. protocol. What's interesting is, if this, this was a um, a New Zealand or a, um, a world rugby, he would have failed that concussion protocol yeah. before even going under the stands from what I saw. Really? They wouldn't have even assessed him. They looked at him. Uh, you could tell he was Sit on gone. the bench, bud. Sit on the bench. No, you, you're out, mate. Yeah. But I thought it was really interesting. Wow. You know, you, so how long is he... Will he be out for no, however it's a, long it's it should like, be? Or? It's, like, um, it's like rugby. You know, uh, you can recover yeah. quickly from concussions. That's I guess what he'll they get think. a daily checkup. I believe in rugby, it's a minimum of five days. Okay. Um, but you, so you can be ready for the weekend. Yeah. And in, in all age grade rugby, it's three weeks. Yes. So you get concussed, it's three weeks. There's, there is no speeding up of that process. And I think that's a very, very good thing. And the pro game, you can obviously speed things up a little bit. Yes. Which I'm not sure is a good thing. We'll see, won't we? 
What had caught your eye, mate? Absolutely nothing. There was no rugby on, and uh, that's it. Uh, so, questions. <laughs> so true, though, isn't it? So true. What caught your eye? Uh, uh, snow. There was snow, snow on the ground, mate. There was a bit of snow. Now it's just wet. Yeah, now it's just very Went wet. Went for a run, and I got absolutely soaked. It's good, though. Listeners' questions. Yes, you go, bud. Over the last few weeks, I've heard you both mention that rugby is starting to become boring to watch, and I would have to say I agree with you. With this in mind... Thank you, Cameron. What do you feel you would change to simply make it more enjoyable to watch? Cheers, guys. Love the show. Cameron Ward, the UK. Very oh, good question, because oh, we, we, have, we have mentioned a lot of these things before. But number one on my hit list, Tobes, is you got to sort the ruck out. Okay. How would you sort that out? Some people are saying no hands in rucks. Some people are saying a certain number of people in ruck from both sides. Do you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say, very simply, no ruck at all. Only the tackler oh, good. can go for the ball. Okay. Only the tackler. Okay. Simple. Uh, tackler. What if there's two tacklers? I think that um, uh, 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 no, no, no. You're uh, right. You're okay. right. Yeah, I'm just asking. Is, yes, a tackler that's gone to ground. Yeah, tackler has to go to ground. Hit okay. the ground. Any tackler that's gone to ground can pop back up. So go what for the ball. if I semi tackle you? Throw I don't you, actually go to ground. Can't compete for the ball, mate. If you've not left your feet, you know you're not a tackler. There'll be there'll be ways around it where people. Jump! Oh, I've left, I've left my feet. I'm going for the ball. Do you know what I mean, though? Simple. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, simple. That's the first thing. What would you do, mate? Wouldn't do anything, man. I love rugby. <laughs> Not boring at all. No, I would. I would almost have a cap on kicks. You're allowed to do a certain amount of kicks in a game. If you go over that, you're penalised. There's a massive change in the rules, it's isn't it? It's a huge change. But, I mean, it's a, it's a big amount of kicks. Let's say, I don't know, let's say it's 25 each team. But once you hit the 25, if you start kicking again, see ya. So you've got like a quota. Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. No, I mean, I just it's think, I just very don't, left wing. I just, yeah, I just don't <laughs> think it, it will happen. No, you're right, it won't happen. But would it make the game a bit more exciting? Because you've almost got the clock, you've got the scoreboard, but also in the other corner you've got the kick clock. And you'd be thinking, God, do I, it would make you think, do I... Do I do I kick it or do I run it? Do I need to kick it? Imagine if you had like two kicks left. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, I've got to run everything basically. <laughs> and that, that would, would make, make it, it exciting. a better game. Actually, now that you say it, Tobes, it should happen. <laughs> Tries worth more, mate. Tries could, worth more. You could say a try is worth seven. Or would you would you stay the same, but a penalty is just worth less? Maybe, but I thought this one. Okay, talk to me, I'm listening. What about if you score a try within the 22? Yeah. So if you're in the opposition 22, if you score a try within their 22, yeah, so the play starts there, like kick to the corner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's worth five. Okay. But if you... If you score out of your own half? If you score outside of the 22, it could be worth more. Outside of the halfway, it could be worth even more. From your own goal line, you know... <laughs> you won the game! 100 points. Do you know what I mean? It would make it that really would interesting, cool. wouldn't it? That would be cool. But you could but then where would you, So if I got a runaway from halfway... Yes. If I got an intercept try, that would be worth, let's say, seven points. Yes. But then if I got a runaway from halfway, got ankle tapped, one ruck, and then they scored, and that ruck was inside the 22, would that just be worth five? No, I think you could still make it seven. You might have to say it's within two phases. So if you start from your own halfway, and as long as you score within two phases, it's worth seven. God, that's, that's hard for referees, though, isn't it? Great, though, isn't it? Or would you give that to the TMO? Yeah. You go... When the try is scored, they go, no, he's fine. Seven-point try. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Do you know what would be even better? Let's say there's like a couple phases in between the TMO. So the referee goes, yep, that's a try. 
Yeah. And then the guy's about to kick it, and you're looking at the scoreboard. Oh, how many points did we get? Where did we score it from? And it just ticks it and on. And it just ticks over. Seven points. You're like, yeah. That would be good. Um, three strikes, you're out. We mentioned this before. Yes. If you get penalised three times, you're off the pitch. You can be replaced. It would Which keep doesn't players. happen as often as we thought it would. No, we Because remember the start of yeah. Super Rugby Aotearoa, it was whistleblowing all over the show. Yeah, and I did a but, bit of research and found that only two players yeah. over the weekend. But what it would do is you per, you personally, if you're on two, yeah. and we've seen this, and I know it works. What happens in basketball, doesn't it? Yes, but also when we saw France play England and it go, went into overtime yes. and golden point, there was no penalties. No, that's right. The players gave away no penalties yeah. because they knew... They gave away a penalty. The game was over. Although Owen Farrell forgot his boots. <laughs> he did. Thank, oh, I was going to say, thank goodness they still won. So it does work. Yeah. So if players <clears throat> are thinking, you know, I can't give away a penalty, then they seem to make better decisions. They yeah. seem to get back a little bit further in rucks. They seem to not compete for the ball yeah. as much as they, you know, it's it, it could be a, a massive thing. I think that would be easily easy to implement. I think tries being worth more or penalties being worth less would also be easy to uh, implement. I think the other thing I wanted to mention here, Tobes, is I for like years, for uh, years, no, four. we have punished. We have punished good play. Guys like Carlos Spencer yeah. tapping off the knee. We've said, oh, no, no, you can't do that. We need to start backing the attack. We need to make sure the offside line is an offside line. Mm. We need to make it clear that you can't come up until the ball has left the scrum half's hands, not lifted from the ground. You know, all of those things will make a difference. We need to stop this penalising good attack. You know, we saw a try from Lamarpe, which was a great bit of play where he, he, he bumped it off his chest rather than touching his hands. Yeah. And we heard people saying, oh, they're going to ban that. Well, no, it's good play. Yeah. Play yeah. on, mate. I also like your captain's challenge. It's warming on me. You hated that. Hated it. Hated it. No, not necessarily hated it, but I, I didn't like it. But I like it. <laughs> so, How many challenges would you have, though? I think that's interesting. I would say... Would you go three or five or... Three and a half. Maybe two and a half. I don't know. Three or two, I would Someone say. Someone needs to be the dummy for that, don't they? Well. As in just to see how many a half would be sufficient. I think it's just really important that referees have to make a decision. Yeah. And if players feel like it's unfair, they challenge. The problem is, is the, that you need the to cameras. give them. Yeah. You need to give them enough challenges so that we, we don't have a shocker. Yeah, but not as many challenges because then it just gets yeah. the point is not there. Absolutely. So I think maybe two or three challenges a half is enough. Yeah. And I think if you don't use them, potentially you could use them later. You can bank them up. I think that would be uh, an easy thing to do. And and the last one that I've got here is an extra bonus point for four tries. So if you sit there and say uh, to the Six Nations – and you go, oh, you get one extra point for a four tries. You actually say, hang on, you get two extra points for four tries. So even if you lose yeah. and you play attractive rugby, you can go away from the game with two points. Not well, just be within three seven. Points. It'll be three points because you get... No, I, I, would, I, would, I would sack off that, that as well. So three for a win. Three for a win. One for a draw. One for a draw. Zero for a loss. Yeah. But you get two extra points if you score four or more tries. Yeah. So you could get five points. So the the winner of that game potentially get three, but then the loser could end up on two. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be more likely because obviously if they score four, the team Mate, that's won. England, they possibly, kick. Possibly, yeah. 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 You can score three and then kick loads of penalties, can't you? But then yeah. you could just score four and only get 20. Absolutely. Interesting. Interesting. Do you what's, wanna, your, what's your question to me, bud? You always go first, man. Come on. Do I? Don't break tradition. Sorry, bud. <laughs> Sorry, bud. So which stadium would you most want to play in and why? 
I actually have to admit that I pre-read this question, and I thought it was a great question. Thank you. Um, I would say the Buller Oval. <laughs> no. <laughs> I played there. I can't. Uh, Palmerston, Palmerston Street uh, Village. Yeah. Great little ground, though, mate. Rugby Park was the Poverty Bay little, one. Yeah, very, very, you know, innovative name there, wasn't it? Rugby Park. What sport do they play there, Tobes? Cricket. Bitch, <laughs> they did. No, it was rugby. It's just rugby. <laughs> um, I, I have to say, it would have to be Twickenham. Yeah, you know the yeah. sort of the birth country of rugby. The I just you know it is an awesome stadium. It is, and it packs a lot of people in it. But a, a place that I, I, I've been to Twickenham, so to watch a game at Twickenham, not interested in been there, done that, done it twice. Yeah, great First, atmosphere though. Oh, I I quite liked it, although. I watched the All Blacks playing England, and it was yeah. swing low, swing low. You were in the corner. I was in the corner. This allowed try, yeah, weren't you? Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 what a game! Yeah, that one was, point win. Yeah, uh, but no, Twickenham were great. But the one that I would like to go and watch a game in is the Fourth Scythe Bar. Yes, definitely. Or the Millennium Stadium with the roof on. Oh, yeah. Imagine, like, the noise as well. Yeah, the Welsh get behind their team, don't they? And all the, all the singers and stuff. I'd love to be in um, playing in the Scottish Murrayfield when they're in full song. I've been to Murrayfield, not played there. I've been for a t- tour. Yeah. It's great. Is it good? Oh, Is it a good stadium? It's rusty, eh? Is it? It's everywhere you look, you go, geez, you need a bit of pain here. <laughs> you know, and, and, their TV, and their TV studio is, is is comical, mate. Is it really? Yeah, they've had to knock a hole in the wall for the camera. So there's like a hole, literally a hole in the wall. Really? So they can get their camera that far away. Murray to do Field. It. But no, it was a great stadium. Like, don't want to, t- it's just rusty and old, yeah. but it's still awesome. It's just big. Really nice. Big. There was absolutely no grass on the pitch because it's, it's Scotland. Yeah. They had like the old lights on to try oh, and grow the grow grass. Grow the grass. I quite, I've been to Eden Park. Yeah. I would quite like to play there. Yeah. With a full stadium, obviously. Yeah. I played in the House of Pain before oh, in yeah. Otago's. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Car- not not Carisbrook. That was Car- the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Car- it was Carisbrook. Yeah. Carisbrook. What was the um, AMI? No, that's the new Crusaders one. But what was the old Crusaders one? That Lancaster re- Park, the real big one. Yeah, Lancaster. That was Park. huge, wasn't it? Yeah, big concrete jungle. Yeah, yeah. And then the earthquake buggered it up. The day that I was playing at um, Carisbrook, some guy got a keg of beer and smashed it through one of the. Did he throw it at you? No. <laughs> He he um he threw it through the one of the boxes. Right. So smashed the window with his keg of beer. It's like absolute Village. animal. Absolute animal. Right, mate. Mike. No, no, I'm not, I'm still going on. Oh, um, right. oh, talk God. about the Crusaders Stadium. Is the new one when's the new one going don't look at the time. When's no the idea, new one mate. gonna be built? No idea. I have no idea. I hope they, it's massive. I hope it's an indoor one. They were thinking about putting an indoor stadium in, in the heart of Christchurch. That's a good shout. But everyone gets, uh, you know, well, no one can agree. Can <laughs> no, no one can agree. No, no. My question to you. No, I'm not. Um, are we finished yet? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you go. <laughs> what is the best place you've ever played or coached rugby? Well, I'm not sure I coached there, but when we went to Dubai... Yeah, that was that was class. That pitch was amazing. The sevens, yeah, the world of the home of Dubai sevens. Dubai sevens, yeah, that was a great pitch. Um, but I played in Australia. Uh, I played a sevens tournament there, and the pitch was fantastic. The stand was cool, and then you go out to the outer fields, and they were absolutely dross. <laughs> 
It's funny, eh? Cause so the main pitch was amazing, got yeah. watered after every game and that sort of thing. But then you go a couple pitches out and it's just a dust bowl. Yeah, well, I, I, um, we went on tour to Australia and we went to the Queensland Stadium. And I can't remember for the life of me what it's called. such so a B. And it was like the grass wasn't great because, as you say, it was so dry. Yeah. So dry. Best place I've ever coached, right. not played, was Sri Lanka. Oh, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Was it good? Rugby was pretty good as well. Everyone, I mean, I was surprised. I thought the rugby was going to be absolutely gap. Well, not very good. I almost said <laughs> that word again. <laughs> Toby, Toby, Toby told me what it meant. Ah! <laughs> can't, can't be saying that. Yeah. Um, and it was absolutely awesome. So, you know, if you, you know, want to go to on tour somewhere, trust me, Sri Lanka is yeah. where it's at. It's absolutely fantastic. Great hotels. Great rugby stadiums, like not sure the salary cap's too good though. No, but the school, the school board, they the, love it, don't they? And proper big stadiums. Yeah, you know they're playing wow. in like three thousand seater stadiums. Wow, absolutely awesome. I rate that. That's cool. That's cool, mate. Do you want to do? We're gonna. I we've got we were quite doing a few. Our new so, section. Eric, can I just say thank you for your? We're going to answer your question next week. Okay. But do you want to read Stephen Johnson's? The really long one? Yeah. Good question. I'm a Durban boy. I haven't read it. I'm a Durban boy living and working in Spain, Espanol, and really enjoy the podcast every week. I've listened for a couple of years now. We've only been going for one. (laughs) And surprisingly, you guys keep me up to date with information, news, and results. Why is that surprising? (laughs) What a guy. Uh, With the South African clubs moving to the Pro 16 and Northern Hemisphere in general, do you think this could attract the big names back to their old hometown boyhood clubs? So does he mean like the ones that are currently playing in France? Are you the ones who play in France, who play in England, England and whatever. That sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. It goes on though. The Blue Bulls um, have great financial backing and with the Sharks having just been bought out, there could be some lucrative deals uh, between new and old signings. The move to the north could increase South Africa uh, viewership. Same time zone, isn't it? Yeah, it is the same time. He basically is wants it the same us. Time zone or is it yeah, like an hour well, behind? very, very similar. Yeah. Isn't it? He basically goes on to say that what are the potential positives? Because we we bagged it and we said it wouldn't be good for Southern Hemisphere rugby. What are the positives for the South African teams going to the Northern so Hemisphere? we don't think it'll be Stephen positive Johnson. for Northern Hemisphere. Sorry, Southern Hemisphere rugby. But will it be positive for South African rugby? I would say this. He is right. Yes. Off the field, I think it's a it's a positive. Uh, arguably left less travelling time, arguably. No, it might be similar travelling time, but less um, effect, I think, on yeah, your body. But you're not having to go to Australia and New Zealand. You just have to go to England. So where they were traveling and they would go to Australia and then go on to New Zealand and they'd be away for a very, very long time. Yeah, but I mean, it's a lot easier on your body as well when you're coming home because yes. of um, time jet lag yeah. will be easier on your body. That's right. So that there's a, definitely a pro from the, the off the field stuff. We're talking about supporters can, can, can watch their teams more. We're talking about sponsorship possibly would be higher, so money money going in will be yeah. more. Um, possibly because of that, you might get some players who were playing overseas coming back to play for you. Would you think the um, South African Sharks, I mean, sorry, the, um, the Sale Sharks. You did mention this, yes. Do you think a lot of them would? Well, I think this is the thing. It might actually go the other way. I'm not... We're not talking about the negatives, but it could go the other way because these young players yeah. are playing in Europe. Then the French clubs might think, oh, God, he looks good. Yeah. We could have him. 
they could offer a bit of extra money as well, couldn't That's they? Right. I think the other real big positive, if you're talking about on the field, is although the Pro 16 is in dishwater competition in, in reality, yeah, and people say, oh, but Leeds to play in it and Munster, the problem is, is that they very rarely put out their best teams in that competition mm. because the Irish internationals hardly play for those teams. So the actual teams they'll play aren't that great, but they probably, and I'm guessing they will be able to um, qualify for the Heineken Cup. Yeah. And that is a good competition. Yeah, it is, yeah. So imagine a good home game versus Saracens or Exeter filling out, you know, big stadiums. That'd be pretty cool. Post-COVID. You know, that'd be pretty cool. I think long-term, in reality, what would benefit their rugby would be them playing in the premiership, but that ain't going to happen. So, you know, the Pro 16 is kind of the weakest of the three competitions. You know, you've got your Pro 16, you've got your French, and you've got your premiership rugby. In reality, if they played in the French League or they played in the premiership, then that would be a real positive that is the negative, but there are lots of positives to it. And I probably think the big one is for the supporters. We'll find out. Will they? Will the supporters be interested, though, in them playing the Italian team or the, you know, the, the Conarch? You know, do you know what I mean? Like, there's not that there's many... There's no rivalry. There's not that many big names in that competition, is no. there? So... Again, we'll find out. We will we? find out. We will find out. Uh, that's going to be... Is that the, it? We, well, that's what we're going to do today. We've got another couple of listeners' questions that have yeah. come in that we're going to answer next week. But we are going to finish off today. How long have we been going for? You've been talking for ages, Mate, Phil. not me. I think when you review this podcast, you will understand that there's only one person that is responsible for this podcast going on. We don't have to do the last bit if we, we don't do. want to. We do. I don't really want to anymore. So we're going to try something. We're going to debate a point, and you, as our listeners, need to get onto Twitter and on the poll, who won the debate? I, I also want to know who our youngest listener is and, and our, our oldest, oldest listener is. That's a good shout. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, the topic that we're going to debate <laughs> is, should the British Lions play at home if needs be? Now, Toby chose to go against. Did I? Yes. I did, yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. And I have chosen, well, I well, didn't yeah. choose. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go four. So whether or not I believe this or not, or whether or not you believe it or not, that's the sides we're going for. So Please I am arguing that they should play at home. If needs to be, you're arguing against. Do you want to go first? No, you can go first. I'll go first. Okay, so four. These are the things for it going ahead. In this country, so... So for it going ahead in England. Well, not just England. Not just England, big fella. No. The British lines are made up of a number of unions together. So therefore, you could have... Well, we wouldn't go to Scotland because it's got no players. You'd have one game. You'd have one game in England at Twickenham. You have one game at Wales and you have one game in Ireland. That's village. You can't do that. And you'd have some midweekers... Right. In, in Scotland. Right. Well, you flip a coin. You have some other. Maybe you play four games. But anyway, you travel it around. Just think how cool that would be. There's a lot of South Africans that live in this country. The half of them would come and they would fill out the stadiums. Me and you might go. We would love it. You're going to get full stadiums by this. The vaccine is, is here. My parents-in-law have had their vaccine yesterday. Me and you, we're going to have our vaccine tomorrow. No, we're not. But anyway, I'm going for this. Okay. So there's going to be crowds, money. It's going to, it's going to make so much money. And I reckon rather than them splitting the money, they should say, okay, we're not just going to split the money. We're going to give two-thirds to South Africa. That won't happen. And we'll take a third. That won't because, happen. Because they're coming to us. The lost revenue, but that won't happen. Right. COVID has changed everything, mate. COVID's almost gone, bud. 
COVID's changed everything. Let's why not change one more thing? Okay, what are you I know it's a special thing, the Lions, but as a one-off to get some rugby played, to get the Lions going ahead, I'm going to say to you, Toby Harris, let's make an exception. It could be something very, very special, and I reckon we should give it a go. I rest my case. Over to you, big fella. <laughs> I I take on exactly what you've said, and I I agree with a lot of it. Oh, that's great! I, I agree with a lot. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. But let's say let's say uh, a couple of years ago there were oh lions are going to South Africa. Damien, you've actually made the team. Congratulations! Oh, thanks, Toves. Um, would you rather go to South Africa and tour South Africa, feed off the culture? Uh, you know, all that sort of jazz, or would you rather stay in England? No, you're absolutely right, but I don't want to die from COVID. So no, I'm but you're not going to die from COVID. I am going to die of COVID because no. that South African uh, thing is horrific. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We don't know if it's horrific. It is. I know. Oh, I for know. God's sake. Anyway. I, talk, I spoke to him. <laughs> I have this telepathic voice in my head. Anyway. Okay, so... You would rather travel to South Africa. 100%. I'd rather. Easy peasy, eh? Now, I know there might not be many crowds. Or any crowds. Or any crowds, but we don't know that. So, potentially, you could have a a, a full full stadium. Now. I think you're really pushing the boat out there. Yeah, but just let me... Are you going to let me finish? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so, um, if there were crowds... There wouldn't be that many uh, English, uh, Welsh, Irish, Scottish people there, which would be fantastic. Mm. Why would it be fantastic? You do make a good point there. Well, it wouldn't be good. No, it wouldn't be it good wouldn't for be the travellers. The, the, okay. the, the hotels and the and all Correct. of that, you know, all the tourist stuff. Correct. Wouldn't be making them. But the then, townships, you know, all of these un, under-deprived townships wouldn't be getting the money that they would normally get because it's part of touring in South Africa. So that's a real But I'm going to take your point. I'm going to take your point where you said South Africa will get a bit more than England or, you know, the Lions would get. Yes. Okay. And some of that fund would be pumped back into the the local businesses, um, the country itself for the loss of revenue that the tourists would have brought into the country. Okay. Any yeah? More, any more points? No, nah, I can't bother now. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I, I, can I just, I, can I say this? I definitely think that it's, the, the lines are special. Lines are special. Do I think it's going to be in England or South Africa? 100, 100% right now, I think it's going to be in England. You think it'll and go ahead the, in England? Yeah, and for the safety of the players and, um, you know, the tourists, because I know a lot of tourists would still go out there Yeah, because they're rugby mad. It would save a lot of health money because if they get it, they're going to want, they're going to want to go and get fixed, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. So I, I think it would save a lot of money in the scheme of things and potentially a lot of lives if they played it in this country. I reckon this is going to happen. I don't think it'll go ahead. You don't think it'll go ahead full stop? Don't think it'll go ahead. I think that it'll be canned. So the South Africa one will just be cut I off the, think the history? It, people are saying it'll happen skip. next year. It won't happen next year because the World Cup's the year after. Yeah. And, and you're going to get Eddie Jones is going to say, no, I'm not yeah. going to give my players two years. But I do think it might happen. They might just postpone it for a few years and actually have it the year after the World Cup. But then you've got two Lions tours within quite quick succession, don't you? But I don't think that would be a bad thing. I think they should just can it and leave it for another 12 years. I'm sorry, unlucky, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Hey, mate, I've enjoyed tonight. Mm. Have you enjoyed it? Mm, I have. <laughs> you have. Um, Always enjoy it, bud. Yeah. And and listen, thank you to all our uh, listeners and supporters that go out there that write the emails. We really appreciate it. I know there's a few of you who have written emails. 
We haven't mentioned them in today's podcast, but we will mention them we next week. We have a bank, don't we? We do have a little bit of a bank, which is good, but we love getting your emails. Yes, we and love hearing about your, your, your day. Com- your, yeah, information from you guys. It is guys and girls is awesome so thank you very much but it's also good to see another or hear another person's point of view on different things yeah because we're not always right well i'm very rarely right just ask my wife (laughs) yeah so it's good to um see someone else's point of view on uh, on things and don't forget to go across to twitter and vote for the poll it probably won't be up for about five days until i get some time but i will put it up and when i put it up make sure you vote for me it's probably a pretty easy one to be fair who won the debate? Not what you agree with, What you who you thought put the most compelling argument. Anyway. Well, you you're, yours no, is probably more compelling because you, you love to talk and you're better at it than I am. <laughs> I think I made a few good points. I Let's think just you say did, that. mate. I think you did. Anyway. Yes. Until next week. I shall see you later. Podcast Network.